Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs, with companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. Alcohol. Because no good story ever started with having a salad. You are listening to the Chad and Cheese Podcast. This is your co-host, Joel Madchester Cheeseman. This is Chad. Meet George Jetson Sowash. And on this week's show, the Unicorn Parade is just starting. Stepstone gets sensitive. And flying cars are finally here. Or not. Let's do this. Okay, listener, how can you help your employees become more productive? I have answers. How about automating manual and repetitive tasks, giving meaning to data, then allowing that data to actually drive decisions? And how about matching people to your jobs quicker? Well, wait, the Chad and Cheese has a new LLM? No, Cheeseman, I'm talking about text kernel. Ah, okay, that makes more sense. What I'm hearing is the groundbreaking concept of, wait for it, yeah, simplicity. <laughs> seriously, though, seriously. Text kernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Really? Nacho references already. Anyways, text kernel uh-huh. brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. Text kernel seamlessly unifies your tools and data to drive efficiencies and success. Text Kernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey. Kind of like adding guac to my barbacoa burrito. Oh my God. How about extracting meaningful insights from data? I mean, that, that's something. Swiftly matching yeah. people with jobs, automating repetitive tasks. Who knew such advanced concepts were even possible in the land of human resources? Uh, we did, Chad. We did. Dude, wrap it up. I'm a little hungry. Imagine that. Uh, okay, listener, get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit textkernel.com. That's T-E-X-T-K-E-R-N-E-L.com. Mmm, nachos. <laughs> Welcome to England. The Cheesemans have landed. Can you explain to me how showers work in Europe? 
two knobs, different like the overhead. It's different everywhere though. Yeah. It's different. It's different everywhere. Yes. Exactly. It's, it's like in the US, you go in, you turn on the thing, you pull the thing and you're done. Right. And everybody has the same setup, but that's not the case throughout Europe. So you go to you go to Ireland or you go to yep. England or you go to it, it's it's all different. So yeah, you take probably about at least the first 10 minutes of your first shower figuring it out. And then the next time remembering how to fucking use a thing. <laughs> the other thing is no free refills on sodas. That's a killer. Yeah, but that's good. That's how you keep obesity down. Colt Cheeseman likes his Coca-Colas. I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does. The, the concept of no free refills is very hard for him <laughs> to understand because <laughs> it's, it's, it's an American pastime, right? Like free refills, it is. like just yeah. load it up. But anyway, other than that, having a great time in Europe, yeah. uh, flew into Manchester. If you've never been, beautiful city, uh, really kind of gritty, great music scene, great oh, art dude, scene. Yeah. Oasis time, yeah. Oasis time, Joy Division. We went out and uh, <laughs> if you don't know the story of Joy Division or the band, uh, the check it out. 70s band into the early 80s, uh, lead singer committed suicide. Depressing story, depressing band, uh, but great music. We went out to see his grave, which was kind of a nice little trip. It was raining and dreary, which was appropriate. Go figure. Uh, came back. We're in Liverpool now. It's beautiful weather. Had some scouse last night, which is the... Uh, they, Liverpoolians are called scousers, in case anybody didn't know. And that's their like meal. Oh, okay. It's a lamb stew with some cabbage, Ooh. which is very British. But yeah, enjoying our time <laughs> and uh, headed to London today. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow, Thursday, Wreckfest. Yes. Yeah. So it's time for some shout outs. We're going to keep it here in England. And uh, my I've got a theme. We're going to go with the English breakfast shout out. First <laughs> English breakfast shout out goes to Gemma Jones, Darren and Fred her son, for being amazing hosts in Stanford this week. Stanford is a gorgeous and seemingly rich little village about an hour north of Nebworth. Mm -hmm. uh, it's an old town, beauty, amazing pubs, boutique hotels, uh, restaurants, and, and really, really worth a visit. It was a blast. So, uh, And an honorable mention goes to Stephen and Sarah Anderson from Crouton for spending time with Julie and me as well, doing a little dinner time. Uh, but shout out to Old World Adorable English Towns. <laughs> Why does it always seem when you meet up with Crouton, you're having meals? I don't know if it's like the company name. Do you always have a salad when you have dinner with Crouton? Always and, have alcohol. That's and are for there fucking croutons true. Jesus. and the salad is the question. Now, there was no salad having. Let me tell you. Whew, yeah. Yeah. You know, I love me some good uh, full English breakfasts. Oh, God. Cole got his first one, official one, uh, this week. He was a little shy on the blood sausage, little shy on the blood <laughs> sausage. But uh, other than that, we, we've had a really good meal quest, if you will, while we've been here. I think blood sausage is, it, there's just the marketing behind it. They need to change the name and then you'll, you know, you'll, you'll get better. But I did have English breakfast once while I was here and Darren was like, did you get your English breakfast? I said, I did. He's like, did you like it? I said, I did not. I cannot stand an English breakfast. It is too <laughs> greasy, baked beans go with my hot dogs on 4th of July, right? I mean, it's just none of that makes fucking sense to me. So <laughs> the baked beans are interesting. I don't know. I don't know where that came in. Like who thought, let's throw some beans in here. That, that sounds really good. That some baked really beans. Good. Yes. Oh, yes. Love us some breakfast for sure. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to up you one on that. I, I have another, uh, a LinkedIn poll, Chad. And you oh, know, God, another poll. 
You're always on the poll, man. A good LinkedIn poll like I do. So so if you missed it, Sherm had ex-president Bill Clinton yes. keynote uh, their conference a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Now, if you don't know the history of Bill Clinton, certain intern named Monica Lewinsky that he had relations with and kind of a, an HR nightmare, if you will, uh, in the making. Yeah. So to me, it was kind of odd that Sherm would choose him to be a keynote, although he is a, a president. So I asked my LinkedIn community what they thought about uh, Sherm having Bill Clinton speak. Almost mm-hmm. 300 votes came in. 54 said, yes, Sherm fucked up and made a bad decision. Uh, the rest of them saying, it's all good. No, nothing to see here. Uh, a, lot of, <laughs> a lot of women were on the yes, that was a bad decision side, uh, more so than men. But uh, yeah, I, I thought that was interesting that they would choose that. And uh, most people thought it was a mistake, although it was pretty close. Yeah. It's, I mean, and that's that's HR, right? We're so incredibly risk averse. How do we learn from our past? We have to dig into it, mm-hmm. right? And, and we're so afraid to dig into all of the risks and all the fuck ups that we've had before. That's the only way we get better, guys. That's the only. And who fucked up more than? anybody, right? We don't need to get past that from an HR, you know, intern standpoint. It was Bill Clinton. So, I mean, you know, if if we sit around on our hands, being afraid, we're not going to go anywhere. And I'm just sick and tired of everybody who's saying, well, you know, he represents X, Y, and Z. Well, let's hear the fucking story and learn from that shit. That was, that was one of the reasons why I didn't think it was a bad idea. You love you some Johnny. You love you some Johnny. (laughs) Yeah. Johnny Johnny Taylor Taylor and Chad, best, best buddies. Best buddies. Now he can fuck off. Anyway, continuing <laughs> my uh, English breakfast shout out. We're going to shout out to Jim, Thomas, and Rob over at Talent Nexus. God, I love those guys. Oh, yes. Thanks for having us out on the town in London last night. We had some drinks, played some shuffleboard. Uh, the best part of the night was watching the Aussies get under the English skin. Lauren and Craig from Todd Pod, yep. they came out with us. And... um it was hilarious because I thought Americans could get under the Brit skin. Not even close. Aussies have it. And I think it might have to do with uh, the, the Australians are beating the British in cricket. <laughs> the ashes right now. It's a little back and forth. But uh, yeah, it is fucking hilarious. So we had a great time. Thanks, Talent Nexus. And also thanks to, to Craig and Lauren for coming out with us last night. Yeah, I was on. Uh, I was in an Internet wormhole recently. And apparently there's some kind of new spider in Australia that's oh, red geez. and can like kill people. I, I just, Australia is, is crazy. And the other thing is there's a, there's a, a jellyfish that is from Australia that has ended uh-huh. up in uh, the Gulf of Mexico or something. It's killing all the, mm. like Australia is coming to kill everybody. Australia <laughs> is killing everybody. And I'm scared to death that they're here in London. Don't worry about the robots. It's the Aussies. No, no, it scares the hell out of me. <laughs> let's let's get sexier with the shout outs. Okay. Marcy Mall and Joe Perry. No, not Aerosmith Joe Perry. Uh, we're oh, seen in Chad and Cheese t-shirts Sexy. this week. And I Sexy. think they look fine. Apparently, uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates baseball team fared well when a Chad and Cheese t-shirt showed up in the stadium. So a coincidence, I don't know. But I'm down so. for all the Chad and Cheese love. Chad, Cole Cheeseman has a bag of T-shirts. We're going to be oh. going out at Wreckfest. I expect to see nice. a lot of sexy from the British Isles next week when mm. everyone is sporting Chad and Cheese T-shirts. And if you're not at Wreckfest, how do you get that free T-shirt? You got to go to our website, Chad. You got to go to chadcheese.com. Click the free link. Yep. Give us your information. My 13-year-old is managing the distribution, so don't freak out if you don't get it like the week of... <laughs> 
But eventually your shirt, hopefully, Stop. God willing, post office uh, willing, uh, will get to you at some point. But you can't win if you don't play chatcheese.com. Click the free link. And not just T-shirts, Chad, from our friends at JobGet. What? We're giving what? away beer from our friends at Aspen Tech Labs, a bottle mm-hmm. of bourbon from each of us. We each pick a yes. selection. We send it to the to the winner. Uh, that's from our buddies at Tex Kernel. And if it's your birthday, Chad, you could win a bottle of rum from our friends at Plum. What are you waiting for? Head out to chatcheese.com and get some shit. You keep forgetting the give the getaway. We have a $250 gift card Airbnb giveaway. That's right, kids. What do you do? You get out of the weeds. You go off to some far, maybe mountains, yeah. maybe the ocean, abode. HR is giving away once a month, $250 Airbnb card. So you can get the hell out. You can enjoy yourself. You can let your hair down if you have any. And uh, yeah, again, Chad cheese.com click on the free link put your information in oh wait till you see cole cheeseman's hair chad oh, oh it's, i've seen those luxurious magnificent. locks yeah the girls are going to be jealous the, the girls are gonna the girls are gonna be jealous i'm telling you i'm telling you well that sounds good all right well, well you said birthdays oh, really can you feel the tension in the air right now I know I can. I can. I can feel it all the way down <laughs> in my plum. All right, guys. Another another year around the sun for some of our fans. Uh, celebrating a birthday this week, Lee Cuevas, Claire Hovland. That might be Ho- Holland. I don't know. Maybe it was misspelled. Chad Matson, Megan Maker, Deb Lindsay, Joshua Torrance-Sinzi, Tommy Menser, Brock Magnus, Laura Turner, Andrew Clark, Josh Ramsey, and Matt, that British guy, Alder are all celebrating another trip around the sun. You might have a bottle of rum from our friends at Plum coming to you, but either way, happy birthday! Happy birthday. Brock Magnus? The guy's name's Brock Magnus. How how more fucking testosterone? You don't even, I mean, you just give the guy the name and he's automatically like 6'4 and 250 pounds of muscle. He was born in an octagon, apparently. That's, that's <laughs> the word. He was born in an octagon with a bottle of whiskey. From what I understand, oh kids, we've got we've got events, 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 events. Tomorrow's Wreckfest. You're going to be hearing this after Wreckfest. We're on the disrupt stage in one of the big top tents. Um, but that's not the story because guess what? If you didn't go, mm-hmm. that sucks for you, FOMO. But you couldn't get in anyway. You know why? Because it was sold out in Nashville in the United States. You've got a chance. You got a chance to come see us. Uh, I was talking to Jamie actually this morning, and he said there are Amer- uh, American companies buying 20 tickets at a clip. Why 20 tickets, you might be asking? Well, it's all about the all-hands meeting. That's right. Bringing the whole team in, learning, enjoying, bonding, doing all those things that teams should be doing. You can do that at Wreckfest. It's going to be in September yep. in America, the very first one. In Nashville, go to chadcheese.com, click on events in the upper right-hand corner, and we get, listen to this, kids, we have a discount code. We have a (laughs) discount code, 50% off. Get the whole team there. We'd love to see you. And there's no team building like team building on Broadway over bourbon and some hot chicken, Chad. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Topics! 
Oh, it's a unicorn stampede, Chad. And I didn't download the soundbite, so you might have to <laughs> plug it in there. Because we haven't heard it for so long, for God's sake. All right, here's some new San Francisco-based AI startup Inflection AI raised $1.3 billion, that's B, uh, from bah, investors bah, bah, including bah. Microsoft, NVIDIA, Eric Schmidt, Bill Gates, to develop its personal assistant called Pi. The funding brings their total raise to $1.5 billion. But wait, there's more, Chad. New York-based oh, no. Runway raised a $141 million extension to its Series C funding round with support from Google, NVIDIA, Salesforce Ventures, and others. Meanwhile, San Fran-based startup Typeface secured a $100 million Series B round led by Salesforce Ventures. Runway focuses on AI image generation while Typeface aids in enterprise content creation. Chad, what's your take on the revival of the unicorns. Well, first off, I've got to make sure that I the, the housekeeping doesn't come in. So give me one second. Housekeeping, you want me to check you off? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of hotel is this? <laughs> All right, so here's a quote. Whoever wins the personal agent, that's the big thing, because you will never go to a search site again. You will never go to a productivity site. You will never go to Amazon again, end quote, Bill Gates. Wow. Second one, Mark Andreessen says, quote, every person will have an AI assistant, coach, mentor, trainer, advisor, therapist, end quote. The big question is what is next? Now, I'm going to say whomever... NVIDIA is backing is the winner in my book. NVIDIA's GPUs are the reason why AI has made such a huge leap. And I see them obviously having more than one horse in this race. But the the, the big key here that I think through these three, inflection, runway, and typeface, is multimodal. And when you're talking about multimodal models, it's not just consuming text, but you're also consuming audio and video. So if you want to contextualize the data, which is really what this is all about, you need all aspects of that data. So think about it. If you're reading something, you gain some context. If you're listening to it, then you gain more context than reading, listening, than watching. I mean, you're just continually starting to understand how AI can learn. So we're getting past just the text aspect. And that to me is uh, is pretty exciting and scary at the same time. Yep. But the only way that you're going to get more information out of us as humans is to put a chip in our head. <laughs> and if Elon has his way, we all will oh, yes. be yes. chipped, if you will. Yeah. I God. I look at this from a sort of money perspective. Uh, look, there's been a lot of money on the sidelines for a oh, long dude. time. We've been waiting for something to trigger the flow of, of investment. And thank God NVIDIA hit a trillion. That has released released the hounds, if you will. ChatGPT yeah. in coordination with NVIDIA, trillion-dollar market cap. Money is going to flow like wine in ancient Rome, Chad. <laughs> I mean, this is... <laughs> this is probably going to dwarf what we saw uh, with remote work and the money that came into our space. Look, remember, ChatGPT is less than a year old. People are just now developing. How do we figure this out? What companies wow. do we start creating? And these companies are pitching investors. And these investors are seeing the money that these high-profile companies and, and firms are giving to these like yeah. macro uh, AI companies. This thing's going to flow down to us. Uh, HR Tech, where Remote and Deal and Oyster and Velocity Global, those guys were the big swinging dicks. The AI companies of the future are going to be huge, and we're going to have a lot of fun talking about it. There's going to be new businesses that we've never thought of created around this. 
I think the IPO market is going to start opening up. Yeah. I interviewed uh, Fountain CEO recently. He he disagrees. He thinks it's closed, uh, the IPO market. Now, he should know. He's the CEO of a, a big yeah. value company. Uh, but I think, yeah. I think we're going to start seeing IPOs. There was a food IPO recently. A, a, a restaurant came and, and was huge, mm-hmm. right? So if people are ready to spend money and invest in like new food companies and restaurants, like wait till the next awesome tech company comes public, like a pie, which I'm hearing more and more about. So yeah. this is going to be great for us to talk about. Our industry is going to change again. This is, to me, very exciting, and it's going to impact us in a big way. I mean, one of these companies we talked about talks about uh, content creation for enterprises. That's going to spill over to employment, in my opinion. It's going to be oh, very easily. exciting. Yeah, this is going yeah, to be really, yeah. really huge. There's going to be a lot of well, money coming in the end of this year and, and going into 24. The tech's going to be incredibly fluid, much more than it ever has been. Right. So we're going to be able to use it from sector to sector, segment, segment, industry to industry. The big difference are these these awesome domain players like the paradoxes or the talk pushes or what have mm-hmm. you have been using co- conversational AI that are specific to a domain. That's information that these big, you know, these large language models can't get to. But when they do. It's going to be incredibly fluid. I mean, it's just going to be from one to the next. Whether you're asking a question about, you know, the size of a TV and the actual pixels or the HD versus, you know, UK for UK or what have you, and then start talking about an application process. It's going to be able to be incredibly fluid. And to me, that is that is very exciting. It's scary and exciting at the same time. The only thing more fun will be talking about the crashing and burning of a lot of these companies in 2025, 2026. 20, 60% of the time, it works every, every time. time. All right, Chad. Well, in case you missed it, the Supreme Court ruled against affirmative action last week, citing a violation of the 14th Amendment. Opponents say the decision will have significant implications for higher education and the workplace. Mm-hmm. Want more insight? Just go ahead and Google it. There are greater sources than us to talk about this or inform you of it. But methinks the old white guys have won again, Chad. What are your thoughts? <laughs> you don't say. I, the, the U.S. Supreme Court has once again thrust us back in the 1960s with this. It's 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 a classist and a racist ruling, and, I, and I'll go through that. Do uh, legacy students receive a leg up in the ability to pass through the admissions process? Are most legacy students throughout America black or white or, or of color? Quote, uh, a study on Harvard finds 43% of white students are legacy. Mm-hmm. 43% legacy athletes or they're uh, related to donors or part of staff. That number drops dramatically from black, Latino, and Asian. They clumped them all together mm-hmm. at 16%. We're not going one by one, but we're saying all together 16%, which is fucking crazy. Here's the kicker. 75% of those white students would not have been admitted. They would have been rejected because they wouldn't have met the standards. That is racism at its best, kids. Mm-hmm. So this has major implications for American businesses. Who need to build a diverse workforce? If less kids of color are admitted into institutions, it will be even harder. So now the burden shifts from academia to corporate America. So mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. I'm not shedding a tear for corporate America here, kids, because th- they are the major benefactor of an employee's work. But let me break this ruling down for you in areas that that, that makes sense. And that actually is breaking or has broken the system. System breaker number one. Once upon a time, companies were focused on their people as much as their profits because the system provided benefit to embrace that mindset. Tax breaks. 
once we took that incentive away, companies started losing focus and keeping employees trained and happy rather than it shifted to keeping shareholders happy. Mm -hmm. That broke the system. System breaker number two, U.S. colleges and universities revenue in 2022, $576.2 billion. Half a tr- over half a trillion dollars. So this isn't about the struggling white kid that can't get into a school because their slot was taken by a kid of color. This is about the money making machine we call academia. Mm-hmm. And why does Harvard have a class size, a median class size of 12 and an endowment of $53 billion? So academia has lost sight of purpose, educating and bettering the community they support. Corporate America's lost sight that's broken. Now we're breaking the academia. We've broken academia as well. And, and, and that's where we sit today. So employers, you're now going to have to take this burden on all by yourself because guess what? It's not up to academics anymore. Yeah. So when the story broke, uh, you were in Europe, I was in the States and every, Mm -hmm. every university in Indiana, uh, released a statement that basically said, this isn't going to impact our uh, admissions. This isn't going to change anything. We're still going to be committed sure. to um, you know, diversity and a blah, 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 right? We'll see. Purdue, Purdue University, their statement was, we will follow the law. That was it. <laughs> at least they're being honest. And at least they're saying what everyone else is, is thinking. I'm frankly still digesting some of this and I've been traveling and, and whatnot. It's a huge story. I know a lot of people feel very uh, strongly about it. It's interestingly, uh, it was interestingly brought up by the Asian community for not being admitted in, in numbers that they feel uh, that they should have been because of affirmative action. So it's not white people sort of striking this down or coming. And there's been like anti-affirmative action or reverse discrimination cases in the past. We know that California has done away with this since the, the mid nineties and it has impacted uh, admissions negatively. So there is some historical perspective on this and you can you know go ahead out there and there's a lot of information on that. Now we've been talking about DEI falling off the radar of corporate America for mm-hmm. weeks now. It was a huge moment about from 20 to 22, and it's fallen off the radar. This is only going to throw it off the radar even more, right? This yes. is more excuse to like not focus on it, not spend money on it. So from that perspective, it's it's just a horrible thing that's probably going to transpire to less diversity uh, in companies, less diversity, particularly in, in our industry, which we should be the shining example of, which I think we'll yes. talk about after the after the next break. Yes, to me, this underlines the importance of like doing the work before college happens. We spend such an inordinate low number of dollars on childcare, on K mm-hmm. through 12, on teacher salary. That's Things where that a lot of the focus is. If we fix yeah. that shit, admissions will take care of itself because everyone will be on a more equal footing because of that. Until we start paying entry level like teachers 100 grand and go up from there nothing's going to change. The other thing that I worry about is the perception. As we know, perception in many times is more strong, is stronger than reality. And if, Optics, if, if low income, diverse populations hear about this ruling, all they're going to hear is no more affirmative action. If I hear that as a diverse person, lower income, whatever, I'm thinking there's no chance I'm getting into Columbia. 
There's yeah. zero chance yeah. I'm getting into yeah. into Northwestern, right? right? So I'm not even going to apply. So to me, the perception of this by saying there's no more affirmative action, it tells the kid that thought he could get in because of it now won't even try. And to me, that is a sad, sad development in this whole thing. So we need to be able to fund universities. Don't get me wrong, but we they've turned into much like corporations focusing more on the shareholders or their donors, than the actual communities that they serve. Same thing with employers. When we took the tax incentives away, they stopped really training and, and, and ensuring that their employees were moving up the ladder and staying with them because they understood that that just made sense. All that's gone out the windows because we're focused on one thing, the shareholder, right? The, the rich white dude. That's what we, we started to focus on. So the system's broken. I think we need to do that. That There's no question. The, the, yeah. the uh, front end with, with, with kids and childcare and all those things. That is a necessity, but we have to change the money quotient on this too. And, and, and on the Asian side of the house, this is exactly what the or, top level organizations want. They want a, a small group like the Asians. Mm-hmm. They're not even looking at the big machine. That makes no fucking sense whatsoever. Crazy. Crazy, crazy. Yeah, uh, this issue obviously is just uh, just beginning. But our show is middle middle through people let's take a quick break and uh we'll talk some industry stuff human resources is supposed to be about humans i mean it's right there in the name but when your hiring team is more like an assembly line glued to their computers manually posting heaps of jobs everywhere they can think of that human part feels nowhere to be found this is a new era Pando IQ takes the mind-numbing copy-pasting and nerve-wracking guesswork out of the job posting process. When you plan a hiring campaign with Pando IQ, you tell us who you need. Then, before you ever spend a cent, we predict what it will cost to find them. Pando IQ chooses the ideal recruiting sites from thousands of options, targeting the ones your next great hire frequently visits, then fires off your ads at precisely calculated times, surfacing the most relevant applicants for you to pick from. Now you're free to get to know the best talent. Build great teams and take care of your humans. Pando IQ will do the rest so you can get back to doing what the computers can't. For more information on Pando IQ, go to pandologic.com. That's pandologic.com. If you don't think we talk about Stepstone enough, well, today's your lucky day, everybody. Chad, Guess you what? had an interesting back and forth with the Dusseldorf, Germany-based company this week. What's going on? Yeah, I mean, literally, okay, so uh, we'll just break this down. It's on LinkedIn, and Sebastian Detmers, who's the CEO, right, of Stepstone, initiated the uh, 10 and, and under 30 program at the Stepstone Group to bring together 10 of the brightest young talents from within their organization, ready to shake things up, question methodology and bring uh, transformative ideas to the table. And uh, so there there was this great post and this picture of uh, uh, the group in itself. And it sounds amazing. And I love that. Well, only until an ex-employee who had worked there for over 10, uh, 10 years, Ryan Grogan, challenged Sebastian by commenting, quote, I'm disappointed to see that the future of Stepstone appears to be predominantly white. Uh, If I remember correctly, the first year's cohort was also. Now, Ryan's comment was deleted and Sebastian blocked Ryan at that point, right, right out of the gate, instead of digging into the conversation. The problem to me wasn't about 
a seemingly all-white cohort as much as how Sebastian, a leader of one of the most well-known companies in Europe in our space, handled the situations. Sebastian posted about people questioning methods, which is exactly what Ryan did. Uh, but yet another more junior Stepstone employee commented on, on one of Ryan's posts and said, all of these people pictured represented different cultures, different countries, speak different languages and practice different religion slash opinions. Some represent our LGBTQ community. Some are family network. Others are our women support network. I think you have to be more careful in the way we think about D, E and I, not just go to snap judgments, you know, end quote. And I, I agree 100 percent. She was defensive and I, I, I wouldn't have re- recommended that to take that angle, although Deleting a comment and blocking somebody after saying that you want to receive and be challenged on on transformation, that was very short-sighted by Sebastian. And, and hopefully he opens that back up and most other CEOs can start to take a look at this as pretty much a learning moment, right? You're going mm-hmm. to get questioned, right? You're going to get people who don't believe in what you believe in. That doesn't make them wrong. It doesn't make you wrong either. That's where the that's where discussion starts. Yep. That's not where it ends. That's where it starts. And unfortunately, Sebastian ended that interaction completely. That's, that's not the way we should be doing things. And as we just talked about affirmative action, right? The Supreme Court cut that shit off right at the, right at, right at the top. Yep. We can't be doing that as CEOs and leaders of the organizations in, in our industry. So Bud Light has been a topic on this show for more than one week, and they're getting hit from both directions. <laughs> they're getting hit from the far right saying, yes, you gone woke and we're done with you. And because they didn't have the right response, the left came out and said, we're not serving your beer yeah. either. You didn't stand up. You didn't fight back. Yeah. So they're getting, they're getting it from both directions. Mm-hmm. And I think that more or less every CEO on the planet right now does not want that smoke. They do not want... Anything <laughs> political to, to spill into their organization. Unfortunately, Stepstone CEO said, I'm, I'm not getting in. And in fact, I'm blocking people and I'm deleting yeah. shit. So I get it. <laughs> it's a symptom of the Bud Light thing. And more corporations are going to be like so far away from political uh, statements and, and whatnot that this is this is not going to be the first time this happened. It was his post. So he he started the, the conversation, right? It's not like somebody like pulled him in. Sure. Well, <laughs> how many times have you said something and said, oh, shit, I offended somebody. Yeah. I didn't mean to do that. Yeah. I'm out of here. Right. Like I'm out of the room. So <laughs> the. The real problem to me is that, okay, perception is reality, okay? The the woman who responded about, hey, you don't know anything about yeah. us, uh, yeah. we are diverse. The perception of an all-white executive team, and look, I went into LinkedIn, I looked at StepStone, I looked at their employees, it's really vanilla, people. Like, it's real. They might have things going on that are diverse, but perception is it's a very white organization. Mm-hmm. Perception is reality. We talked about Nike. We talked about Facebook years ago about, look, if anyone should represent the world, it's Facebook and it's Nike because the world is your customer. We need to be a shining example as employee vendors, employer vendors Mm -hmm. of what we would like the world to be. And if our biggest companies and Stepstone, a lot of people in America don't know Stepstone. Stepstone is a huge organization. They bought AppCast. They've got- Owned by Axel Springer. This is a big organization. (laughs) Yes. 
they should be a shiny example of what the world should yeah. be in terms of an employer. And when when companies in our industry don't do that, it sends a terrible message to employers yeah. that aren't focused on like the global market. So we need to be an example. And yeah, I mean, okay, we all have different shoe sizes that makes us diverse. Like, okay, but <laughs> but if you look if you look at it from the outside, there's not a lot of diversity going on at Stepstone. And mm. I hope it changes and maybe this will help spark that. Yeah, but I think if if Sebastian would have said what she said, at least he would have engaged in the conversation as opposed to, you know, re- retreating. And and as a leader in this industry, and, and you said it very well, we need to not just not just look like we need to think like we need to engage in these conversations. And when you're challenged, it's not a bad thing, man. That's an opportunity for that's an opportunity for you. So hopefully Sebastian reengages and uh, and stops the, the, the blocking bullshit, because that's that's just not how a leader acts and or reacts. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully he's regretting not engaging with the community. Yeah. Well, let's hope. Let's hope. Well, speaking of brand and rebranding, yes. Chad, uh, Overstock.com Ooh. is rebranding as Bed Bath & Beyond, one of your favorite <laughs> retailers I know, following its purchase of the bankrupt brand's name and assets. Overstock shares surged over 15% after the announcement. The company plans to relaunch its Canadian website first. Take off, will you? We're doing our movie. Don't wreck our show, you hoser. And then roll out the new branding into the United States. The acquisition excludes Bed Bath & Beyond's physical stores, which are closing. Why should you care? Well, you may not know there's an industry backstory here. Chad's got a source. What you got? So th- this goes back to, if everybody remembers, one of our sponsors, Next's, Next with two X's, not the triple yep. X. Not three. Next no. was beyond.com. And uh, this is a story that I don't believe has been told and I think is incredibly important. And now we're at where we are right now. I think we can tell it. So Rich Milgram, who's the the, the CEO uh, of beyond.com at the time, is incredibly stubborn it's smart dude, right? He's on the engineer side of the house. But in this case, his stubbornness definitely worked to his advantage because uh, Bed Bath & Beyond started offers for Beyond.com, which they bought. They started at $1 million. Rich kept saying no as they just kept ratcheting it up. Eventually, when they went over $15 million, <laughs> he realized that he could uh, make some quick cash pay mm-hmm. off some VC debt and, uh, you know, have some some cash in, in reserves, which is fucking awesome. So Rich said, yes, guess what? The, guess what the number was, kid? Twenty four million dollars. He sold beyond dot com to beyond to Bed Bath and Beyond for twenty four million dollars. Again, to get, right, right, wow, right. to get rid of some VC debt, you know, obviously quick cash on hand, have some some money in reserves just made sense. So he sold the domain, then leased it back from Bed Bath & Beyond for over a year. Why did he do that? Well, everybody was under and sworn to secrecy because Bed Bath & Beyond would pull the deal if anybody found out. So it was one of the largest sales of a domain at that time. Rich came up with a new name, Next, called the managers into the office, told them you know what was happening and that they would have three months to completely rebrand the, the, the company, contracts, <laughs> do all this. In secret and come up with a come up with a, a a story behind it. Clients, employers, and industry pundits like us, uh, we said, "What the fuck is going on here?" Right? Beyond.com to next. 
How does this mm-hmm. make it next with two X's? How does this make any sense? But obviously, Rich is much smarter than all of us. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the, the name was uh, not as good as Beyond.com, but the $24 million in, in, bank, in the bank uh, must have felt amazing. Thus, the story of next. So now we know when all those years, it was like we, we were, we had rumblings of knowing that yep. Bed Bath and Beyond obviously paid a high number. We weren't sure, but this is what it was. And that's the story kids. So if you're looking at history and, and, and one of the things that's, uh, that's going on now, overstock.com, I believe owns beyond.com. Yeah. Yeah. That escalated quickly. Um, so they wanted to make it into sort of a Amazon Prime, uh, yep. pay us a monthly fee, and you can get discounts and special shit and what, whatever, whatever's going on at Bed Bath Couponing, not that really, kind of shit. not really a place I frequent often, yeah. but whatever's yeah. going on there. So, in, in theory, like a good idea, right? Mm-hmm. Like a new ad campaign. Go to Beyond.com. We go beyond Bed Bath and Beyond, and da 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 da. It never happened like it never because no. no. i would go back occasionally and like oh is that thing up and they had it but they yeah. never advertised it they never no. promoted it so to spend that much money and not like follow through on a man, domain i mean that's some shitty shitty management <laughs> um and strategy so yes. it's no shocking like no shocking news that this company is like bankrupt because if if their efforts around this domain and what they wanted to do and what they spent on it came to what it did, you know, they deserve to be out of business. The question to me is if they do own beyond.com, it doesn't go anywhere now. Uh, I checked it for the story. So if, you know, you talked about does rich go back to beyond? Is there like a re rebrand where they go back to what they were? (laughs) Um, I think enough people have probably forgot about Beyond or are not, are not nostalgic for it. They know Next now. I don't know if yeah. it would make a lot of sense. Nah. But he could probably get it on the cheap uh, if he wanted to. Um, yeah. I think that's a possibility. Or just or lease it for a while and have it redirect to Next so the people that still remember Beyond can go there. But, yeah, this is just shitty business practices, shitty strategy. And good for rich. Good for rich. <laughs> I didn't know how much the dollar amount was. And I don't think you did until this week uh, when someone came forth and let us know uh, – uh, what, this is all like insider stuff. It's alleged. Yeah. We don't know the exact number, but that's a big number for a domain and good for rich. Clearing the books on debts and whatever they had to do. Uh, this was a really savvy move on his part. Congratulations. It, it's so ballsy from a negotiation standpoint. They started a million dollars for beyond.com and to take it all the way to 24. I mean, that to me is just that's baller. That is yep. fucking baller. Whether you know whether whether he was um, whether he was known as being stubborn or not, it, it obviously worked out in this case. <laughs> yeah, champagne and cocaine at the next headquarters. All right, Carl. Uh, all right, Carl. All right, Chad. Carl. What else do we have? Okay, so uh, we'll take a break. Yep. Clearly, we're traveling, hungover, everything else. Uh, we'll be right back. Are you struggling to attract the talent you need today? Do you lack visibility into where your recruitment ad dollars are really going? There's a better way. Acquire ROI is a programmatic job advertising platform built to optimize your budget and supercharge hiring. Acquire ROI automatically manages and measures recruitment ads across job boards so you can allocate your budget based on insights, not hunches. Get to quality candidates faster and cost-effectively scale hiring across roles, all while gaining complete visibility and control over your recruitment marketing investments. Say goodbye to manual guesswork, inconsistent performance, 
performance and wasted spending. And hello to optimized automated campaigns that produce qualified applicants. At Acquire ROI, we make job advertising easy. Visit us at acquireroi.com and start transforming your talent acquisition today. Jack, can I interest you in a new story? Or two news stories about flying cars and spider humans. Oh, oh my God. Oh, yeah. Here oh, yeah. You want some of that, don't yes. you? It's, yes. We're going to go deep here, baby. Just the tip. All right. Uh, first, let's talk about flying cars. Aleph Aeronautics, a California-based company, has received approval from the FAA for its flying electric car and is now accepting pre-orders. It has a flying range of up to 110 miles and a driven range of up to 200 miles. Pre-orders are available for around $300,000. Yeah. And the FAA has issued a special airworthiness certificate for the vehicle. Chad, are you ready to strap in and take your next car to the heavens? Meet George Jetson. Yeah. I mean, that uh, to me is amazing. And remember, I mean, like back in the 50s, I think 40s and 50s, they were testing jet packs and all that other fun Mm -hmm. stuff. And people were blowing up because it was fuel on your back. Now everything has gone to like the hover, you know, the, 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 the hover fans, which is fucking awesome. 300 K for this car. I think I'm sorry. I thought it would be more. I, I really did. It's a car that fucking flies. Okay. It's a, it's, it's electric and it flies. I thought it would be more. So uh-huh. no, I'm not going to buy one, but uh, I, I just, I think it is totally awesome that we're finally getting to, to this point. Now, the Jetsons was set in 2062. So the, the question is, in the time, you know, in, in the Delta time that we have between there, do, do you think this is going to be something that, uh, that actually, quote unquote, takes off? No, no, I don't. <laughs> Look, we've been talking about jetpacks, flying cars, uh, I don't know, swimming airplanes for decades. Uh, there's a branding problem, but now a real branding problem, and it's called submarines to the Titanic that implode and kill oh, people. Yeah, yeah, I can do uh, it. Look, this whole thing about go to space, go to the bottom of the ocean, uh, do these crazy like rich people things <laughs> is going to get regulated to death. Um, yeah. Governments are going to be forced to like create laws around this, and it's it's just it's just not going to happen. People, uh, it'll be a fringe thing. A few people will buy them. But this company is going to go out of business in 10, 20 years, maybe less, probably less. Uh, Virgin Galactic uh, is basically out of business. They haven't yeah. been to space in a while. When was the last yeah. time Bezos' space dick went, went up into the into the heavens? Like, it's been a while because the minute someone dies in space, which, by the way, the odds of dying in space are much bigger than yes. dying in a submarine. Mm-hmm. This whole thing is going to shut down. So it's it's nice science fiction. It's nice to talk about. The, the flying cars, the jet packs Damn it. are not coming anytime soon. Damn it. I'm You're killing my, killing my I'm mood, sorry. man. Oh, I might be able to perk you back up, Chad. Okay. Okay, good. Let's talk about spider humans for a second. So researchers at the University of Tokyo have developed wearable robotic arms called Jizai arms. I'm guessing I got that right. That can be attached to humans as needed. The arms, up to six arms... Six can be controlled by the user or controlled remotely. The developers envision a future where artificial limbs can be personalized by users. Personalized by users. I'm not sure what that means. Uh, Different sleeves on each arm. I don't know. Jeff Bezos must be behind this technology 
to improve warehouse productivity. Spider humans, Chad, are you a buy or sell? So leave it to the Japanese, the the same people who came up with the creepy ass hentai to uh, (laughs) cartoon porn uh, to to come up with something like this. I mean, it just Mm -hmm. to me, it is creepy as fuck. If you guys get out there, uh, check it out. Um, Just do obviously search on Google, look for spider humans. Uh, It's it's a pack. Uh, kind of like a jetpack, but it just has arms and it is creepy as fuck. I have no clue on why anybody is ever going to need these things. Uh, again, hentai, creepy, spider human, creepy. Japanese, they got the, the market almost on creepy. Uh-huh. So we've talked about VR a lot on this show, the yes. Apple headset, everything. Mm-hmm. And, and Pornhub needs to sponsor this shit because <laughs> that is what's going to make this happen. You you tell me six arms is useless. Oh, what could six arms mean in the porn industry? For God's sakes, Pornhub needs to be behind this. That's how it's going to work. The number of marriages this thing could save, oh. the, the amount of fun you could have, the adult kind of fun is insane, Chad. Not quite the kind of fun that we're going to have at Wreckfest tomorrow. Yes. I need to pack my bags and get out of here. Spider humans. I've heard enough. We out. out. Wow. Look at you. You made it through an entire episode of the Chat and Chase podcast. Or maybe you cheated and fast forwarded to the end. Either way, there's no doubt you wish you had that time back. Valuable time you could have used to buy a nutritious meal at Taco Bell. Enjoy a pour of your favorite whiskey. Or just watch big booty Latinas and bug fights on TikTok. No, you hung out with these two chuggleheads instead. Now go take a shower and wash off all the guilt. But save some soap, because you'll be back. Like an awful train wreck, you can't look away. And like Chad's favorite western, you can't quit them either. We out. The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.